Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. He's breaking it down, so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly, uh, the official historian and biographer of uh, Rankin Bass Productions. And uh, and for those who don't know, uh, that's the creators of uh, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, and Little Drummer Boy, and so many others. Uh, there are certainly a lot of Christmas um, uh, memories uh, created by this uh, production. And, and the, the historian and the biographer of that is Rick Goldschmidt. He's a wonderful musician as well. Uh, very talented guy. Rick, thrilled to have you. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, listen, it, it, it seems like uh, what you're doing here is a labor of love, but I won't put words in your mouth. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's got to be pretty enjoyable to document what's going on with, uh, with this company. Yeah, it is. Um, my background is in art, um, so my degree's in illustration, and that's what attracted me to uh, the Rankin-Bass Productions, um, the art of Jack Davis and Paul Coker Jr. out of the pages of Mad Magazine. So <clears throat> I started talking to both of them right out of college and and really wondering what happened to Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass. I, I never read anything. I never even saw any magazine articles or anything about them. And it, I was really curious what happened to them because they did so much. You know, they did television series on Saturday morning and live action movies on Friday night on ABC and they just did a lot of productions, and, and I thought that a book should be written, and it wasn't that I set out to be an author, but I did the book, and it kind of developed into a whole bunch of other projects as a result. Do you remember the first uh, Rankin-Bass production you saw? Was it one of the Christmas uh, yeah, I think it was Rudolph, and um, I always remembered as a small kid thinking that at the very end of Rudolph, you know, Santa is in his sleigh flying in the sky, and I always thought he was on his way to my house, yeah. you know, seeing that. Yeah. I, I mean, Rudolph just had such a presence in in the Christmas holiday, and it Back then, you only got to see it that one time a year. So my mom always made sure that I saw the specials and and we loved them. You know, my brother and I, you know, really got into Frosty the Snowman and Santa Claus is coming to town. But when I was in college, that was like the furthest thing from my mind. <laughs> you know, I was trying to break into the art world and. And I, I had kind of forgotten about him. And um, talking to Jack Davis 
it was my favorite artist and probably one of the most successful commercial artists in in the world at the time um you know when i heard arthur rankin and and jules bass they were still doing work for them at the time i thought you know why aren't they revered like walt disney or bill hannah and joe barbera and, and or chuck jones you know these are all animators that have a big following and and you heard about but there was nothing about rankin bass and I'm so glad I did take on the project of of telling their history because their body of work is really impressive. I mean, they, they had very few clinkers in the mix. You know, maybe, everything uh, that they... Maybe, not to cut you off, but uh, maybe the Easter Bunny is coming to town was a clinker, <laughs> right? Was that one that, that didn't do as well as the others? Well, some of them... Obviously, they kind of fell um, out of the mix of uh, network television, and um, they're not as famous as Rudolph and Frosty. But when I look at them, when I when I go through the catalog and I watch the shows, they're always well done. You know, yeah. it's not like today's animation where they're either just trying to make money or be the big box office of the weekend and then you never hear about them anymore um, the rank and vast shows all had a quality to them and i think that the um, the part the biggest part of it is the writing by romeo muller jr primarily he didn't write down to kids he didn't he didn't write for that teenage boy audience that laughs at, you know, farting jokes or whatever. Yeah. He wrote for the grandparents, the parents, the, the whole entire family. And, and that's why they hold up. You know, this year is Frosty's 50th anniversary, and it's been on the same network, CBS, for 50 years. And no other television special can claim that. You know, they all moved from one network to the other, but um, the Rankin-Bass specials have really held up, and it's mostly because of the writing and the, the great staff that Arthur Rankin put together. Yeah, I mean, brilliant. I mean, they're geniuses. I mean, without question, they created masterpieces, and, uh, and the guy who is the historian and the biographer of uh, Rankin and Bass, uh, Rankin Bass, I should say, uh, is with us today, and that's Rick Goldschmidt, Frank McKay here, in case you're just joining us, or if you're just turning on your radio a little late, Frank McKay with Rick Goldschmidt, and a musician and, and writer and artist and, you know, a bit of a renaissance man. I'm glad he took on this project, and uh, and, and I, I'm sure so many others are. And, and again, I, I keep mentioning the Christmas specials that uh, that are so famous I, you just can't get away from it. I, I mean, these are these are classics. You just mentioned uh, Frosty going on fifty years on the same network uh, of all things. I mean, I, I don't know anything that you could say the same thing uh, about. But these these shows are as uh, I, you know as much about uh, pop culture as anything else that you've seen. I mean, uh, you know, of course, <laughs> it's a wonderful life, and uh, you know, things uh, to a lesser degree. The the Bishop's Wife and and uh, the Miracle on 34th Street, 
you see you see these once a year. Well, I mean, we used to be able to see them once a year. Now we can see them any any time we want on demand and on you know uh, you know DVD and different things like that. But I mean, at one time it was once a year. You had one shot, and you're right. Your mother would remind you, or the kids in school would remind me. They would say, you know, Santa Claus is coming to town is is on tonight. And when you're a little kid, it would be a big big deal. It would be you know, hey, that's that's coming on. And they kind of you know, I guess spaced them out a little. You know, where they, they they weren't all in one night usually, right? It was uh, it was a big event, right. big ratings as well. Again, Frank McKay here with Rick Goldschmidt. Uh, what were the? I, I don't know if you got into all of that, but what were the expectations for the uh, the the Rankin Bass uh, Christmas shows prior to them going on? I mean, was this what were they expected to be as big a deal? I, I mean, nobody could have predicted that they would last this long, but I mean, were they expected to be as big a deal as uh, as they became, or uh, was it a crapshoot? Well, Rudolph was the first big special that they did in 64, and they had only expected that to air two or three times on the network for General Electric is is the company that financed it to promote their house wares. So they were surprised at the immediate success of Rudolph. Um, it really blew things wide open and kicked the door wide open for them to do what they wanted to do in the future. Um, you know, everything was based off of Rudolph. So then they continued with Christmas doing you know the cricket on the hearth and the little drummer boy and and all these other holiday specials but then they were able to move into things like the hobbit which they won a peabody award for and uh, feature films like what's that return to oz or something right was oh yeah well return to oz was actually before rudolph and that was not as big a success as Rudolph. Um, so that that wasn't the um, direction that they wanted to go in. Um, but um, that actually, that was the first um, sequel to the original movie, the MGM movie, uh, to air on, on network television. So it, it was big in, in that regards. Uh, General Electric also financed that. But um, Rudolph was the surprise hit out of everything. And that, you know, led to, of course, all the other Christmas specials. Uh, The Year Without a Santa Claus is probably one of their most famous because it has the heat miser and snow miser in it, which a lot more people remember them as I appear at different conventions. They see their faces and they're like, heat miser, snow miser. Um, even more so than Rudolph. Um, but they were able to do a lot of other things in the entertainment world. Arthur Rankin really always wanted to do live action movies. And he did that to a certain degree with with ABC Friday night movies like the Bermuda Depths is a kind of a famous one. And the last unit are they did the last unicorn in animation uh, in the eighties, uh, feature film that was really well received. Um, and they made Mad monster party <laughs> as a feature. Um, so they did a lot of different things that, 
never would have happened if Rudolph wasn't the hit that it was. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Remind folks, once again, the voice they're hearing is Rick Goldschmidt. He is the historian and the official historian and biographer for Rankin Bass and uh, the Rankin Bass Productions, are, who created uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and, um, uh, you know, uh, Rudolph's shiny new year with Little Drummer Boy and the follow-up to Little Drummer Boy. I, I mean, really, uh, th- these are guys that are unsung heroes in so many ways. We know their work, but we don't know exactly who they are. And now we do because of th- this man, Rick Goldschmidt, here with me, Frank McKay. I, go back to Rudolph for a moment. Rudolph uh, was expected, like you said, if they if they, they were would have been happy with three years out of it, you know, running for three years, obviously far um, exceeded that. And if you think about what uh, what's happened, and I don't know what the original budget was, what did uh, General Electric spend on that? And if you think about a return on an investment, I can't think of anything in, in entertainment that quite uh, outdoes, uh, you know, something like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I mean, what what was the what was the original budget of that? Do you know? Well, the original budget was five hundred thousand dollars. Wow! And um, in nineteen sixty-four dollars, that that would be millions today. Although um, it it um, again, it was it, the animation was done in Japan, and the music was recorded in England, and the voice work was done in Canada, and some of that was done for financial reasons um they said the puppets at the time cost five thousand dollars to make which i don't know if that uh, is accurate or not but that's what was listed in tv guide um but from that point on uh general electric became the financiers of all the rank and bass specials too they they started an entertainment division called Tomorrow Entertainment and financed all of the specials into the, you know, nineteen late 1970s. Um, Rankin Bass made their last stop motion special in 1985, which was The Life and Adventures of Santa Claus. So it, it was a long run of uh, stop motion, which is is expensive to do that's why they don't really do stop motion anymore they primarily do cgi which arthur rankin didn't like he thought it looked way too cold and not the warm process of uh, stop motion that they use but you know they were they were really um pioneers in the stop motion uh, animation technique in that they brought personality to these characters by bringing in 
people like Burl Ives and Fred Astaire and all these big name celebrities that some generations today only know them from the Rankin Bass specials. You know, Jimmy Durante from from Frosty. Some some people, you know, that are in their thirties, forties, they they only know these stars from the Rankin Bass specials. They're not familiar with their movies or or their other work so it's it's interesting that you know Rankin Bass really came up with a formula that worked for for a long long time you brought up a good point that uh, that so many people just know Jimmy Durante or Fred Astaire uh, from from uh, these uh, productions and probably when they got that call from their agent to do this they were probably like all right I'll do it <laughs> you know uh, yeah I, I don't feel like it but I'll do it and this silly thing and I'll do this silly little Christmas thing but yeah I mean what, well Arthur Rankin Arthur Rankin always told them this is something that you can show your grandchildren this will open up a whole new audience to you and you know, trust me on this. And <laughs> I I think he did do a hard sell, but I, I know they were glad they did it in their later years. Uh, Art Carney in particular told me that he loved being in the Leprechaun's Christmas Gold, and he just loved everything about the Rankin-Bass specials, and he loved my books, too. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, it well, was worth it for them. Well, l let me ask you, uh, before we continue, let me get a, a website for you where people can buy your books. Rick Goldschmidt is our very special guest, and he's the official historian and biographer for, for Rankin-Bass Productions, and that's Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass. Uh, they created all of these great, uh, you know, Christmas specials and uh and you're talking about Frosty the Snowman and uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the little drummer boy, Frank McKay here with uh, Rick Goldschmidt. Give us a, a website or a social media site where people can kind of follow along. Sure. it's at, um, We sell all the books and shirts and different things that, that I bring to my conventions at miserbros.com. That's M-I-S-E-R-B-R-O-S.com, like the Heat Miser and Snow Miser. And you'll be able to see a lot more about what I do and um, my collection on April 7th on MeTV. I'll be in the premiere of a show called Collector's Call with Lisa Welchel from The Facts of Life. Yeah. Um, we shot that last year, and um, I think that's going to really uh, open people's eyes to, to what I actually do. And, and what I have in my collection, um, especially in regards to Rankin Bass. So, um, you know, a lot of times you say Rankin Bass and people don't know what you're talking about, but it's two people, Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass, who produced the shows. And then they had a staff of, you know, a dozen people that they stuck with for a long, long time, like Maury Laws, who did all the music. And, um, you know, Don Duga did the storyboard. So there's some really, really quality people behind these shows that, um, you know, I like to shine the spotlight on. And uh, Paul Coker Jr. is another one who, who designed all the shows. I mean, without that look of, of uh, Paul Coker Jr., 
you wouldn't know the Rankin Bass specials. He kind of differentiated Rankin Bass from Disney or, um, Hanna you know, Hanna Barbera. And uh, it, the look is Paul Coker. So um, that's a big part of what attracted me to to being the historian and the biographer for all these films. Oh, listen, and, and you're keeping it alive. You're kind of the keeper of the flames, uh, of the flame uh, for Rankin Bass. Frank McKay here with uh, Rick Goldschmidt. We're coming up on a, on a quick break. Do we have you for a second segment, Rick? Sure. Yeah, sure. Rick Goldschmidt, once again, is the official historian and biographer for Rankin Bass. And you know their work, uh, the the classics, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, and um, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, The Little Drummer Boy, and, and so much more. Frank McKay here uh, with Rick. Uh, we've got about a minute before we have to take a quick break. Uh, who's still alive? And, and keep in mind our time. Uh, and, and again, not... Uh, you got to pardon my ignorance, but who's still alive from from that crew, if anyone? Well, Arthur Rankin passed away in 2014, and I wrote a special book, uh, the Arthur Rankin scrapbook at that time. And I even spoke at his memorial in Bermuda, where he spent a lot of his life. Uh, Jules Bass is still living. Maury Laws is still living. Um you know, a lot of the some of the voice actors in Canada from Rudolph are still living, like uh, Hermie, yeah, <laughs> and uh, uh, Charlie in the Box. I think is ninety six now or ninety seven. Um, so they're all up there in age. Uh, Paul Coker's still living in in uh, Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, I mean, he's really the look of of. Uh, yeah of the show so there are some people still around but they're in their late 80s early nice. 90s and uh Listen, you know i'm glad i caught them before right before you know a passed. lot of them passed away all right well keep your thought uh rick goldschmidt is our very special guest frank mckay uh saying we'll be right back right after this it's breaking it down with frank mckay long island vibes on 1071 wlirfm hampton bays now here's your host frank mckay i'd like to welcome everyone back to breaking it down frank mckay here so much more importantly the official historian and biographer for rankin bass productions and for those who don't know who rankin bass are they uh, you've certainly seen their work uh, frosty the snowman and uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and The Little uh, Drummer Boy and, and uh, so many others and so many holiday specials that have lasted forever. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, we, we just learned, uh, was uh, was expected to last for about three years. And, of course, we've <laughs> far succeeded, uh, exceeded that. And uh, the expectations are, uh, were, were low-barred for sure. Uh, Frank McKay here. Uh, Rick Goldschmidt, welcome back. Oh, thanks for having me back. And again, Rick Goldschmidt is the historian and official biographer of Rankin Bass. I, uh, let me go back to the, the finances of this. I mean, again, 500000 is a lot of money for back in you know 1964 or whatever it was for Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. But uh, the, the amount of money that has been generated 
year after year. Forget about you know DVD sales and and you know downloads and different things like that. But the advertising sales are just have got to be astronomical. Do you have any idea of of what? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, for example, has grossed over uh, over this time period? No, I, I don't know the exact figure, but I know that it's in the millions. Um, millions? I mean, my God, it's got <laughs> to be, be hundreds of millions, I would imagine, of millions. Oh, yeah. and um, If they made it for 500000 the, they they made their money back, I'm sure, in those first three years, 10 times, you know? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, the sad part of it is, though, and I and I talk about this quite a bit on the internet and in interviews. Um, they really haven't remastered the show right, and the one that airs on CBS is is a horrible um, edited <laughs> botched piece of garbage. Um, you know, I hate to say it, but they haven't put the care into restoring the special the right way and that even goes for the blu-rays and dvds on rudolph they're horrible um the best one that came out was in uh, 2001 from golden books when arthur rankin did an introduction which i asked him to do and uh they put this introduction on there and used my photos and did sort of a mini documentary um, that was the only decent release of the special um, in all these years. And the one that they air every year still doesn't look right. It's got a whole bunch of issues and problems and missing scenes and so forth. So it's not like how they treat it, you know, like the Wizard of Oz, which I would put in the same, uh, you know, category. Um you know, this is an iconic show that hasn't been treated right at all. Um, and a lot of their other specials have either disappeared from the networks or, you know, have also been <laughs> poorly released at Blu-ray and DVD. About the only ones that have been released properly are Mad Monster Party and The Year Without a Santa Claus. Um those have good documentaries on the Blu-rays, and and a, it's a quality packaging of the show. So it's been a kind of a struggle um, to see that the shows are handled properly. Yeah, it's just it's amazing that uh, that a, a giant like uh, CBS, for example, or uh, you know the the people that are the the real keeper of the flame for uh, for these shows are missing missing that. And you got to assume that they're they are people that know what they're doing. But in this case, they're just dropping the ball. Rick Goldschmidt, once again, official historian and biographer for Rankin Bass. Productions and again uh, everything from the Little Drummer Boy to uh, Frosty the Snowman, uh, um, the uh, uh, You Without a Santa Claus and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, uh, all of those classics are a Rankin Bass and and so much more. I mean, look up Rankin Bass and and look up the work that our guest Rick Goldschmidt has done to uh, to keep that memory alive and to and clarify. Um, the you know from a historical standpoint, uh, really an important job. I mean, these guys are uh, pop iconic uh, as, as you can get. Uh, and again, Frank McKay here with Rick Goldschmidt. Rick, wh what's a comp uh, or, or a comparison 
to, uh, you know, Rudolph before there was Rudolph or, or uh, Frosty the Snowman or Santa Claus is Coming to Town. There was really, and, and again, uh, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but there was nothing like this known to uh, a television audience. I mean, uh, you mentioned The Wizard of Oz. That's a full-length uh, feature that was put out in theaters and everything. But is there anything created for television that uh, that had any, uh, that could have any comparison to what these Christmas shows have done Prior to the, I mean, they're groundbreaking and pioneering. Uh, am I correct or am I missing someone? Well, um, the way that it started was uh, Rankin Bass produced uh, a couple of children's television series that were used in local TV uh, kids shows. Um, the two that they did were The New Adventures of Pinocchio and The Tales of the Wizard of Oz. And those were broken down into uh, five five-minute cartoons that a you know kitty host could show during their program. So they switched over to um, NBC's uh, Fantasy Hour in 1964 because the the Mr. Magoo's Christmas uh, special, which you don't hear much about anymore, yeah, uh, the Christmas Carol. It was very special. good too. It was a, a terrific. Yeah, yep. yeah, that was um, sponsored by Timex in 1962. So that was actually the first uh, prime time Christmas animated special, and then <clears throat> Rudolph was sort of uh, in the same vein except it, it, it was a much bigger hit, um, which led Peanuts, uh, Charlie Brown, <laughs> to come out in, in uh, 65, uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas uh, special. So that is in the same uh, genre, uh, the, the Charlie Brown Christmas. And then uh, the Grinch, who stole Christmas in 66, still holds up although that's not on the same network every year in the same way that that rudolph is so um, arthur rankin and jules bass sort of became the kings of christmas specials and that led to them doing easter and all the other holidays too and here comes peter cottontail which is the first easter special they did with danny Kay and Vincent Price and Casey Kasem. That special, I think, is in my top five. And they go through all the holidays in, in that particular special. So they really caught on to a formula that, that, that seemed to work. But again, the main thing that's made them last over 50 years is the writing. If you don't have good writing, you don't have anything. <laughs> And, and we see that today. Today's animation that comes out is so throwaway because the writing is bad. It's not that the uh, the technique is, you know, they, they, they like to say that CGI is so advanced technologically and, you know, that, that they're doing things today in animation that look phenomenal and this and that. But you know what? If you don't have good writing, these films will be long forgotten 
you know, in 10 years. <laughs> it's not even going to take 50 years. Uh, and and the writing is the core of everything. And I think they really knew how to write for everybody. Yeah, see, just see uh, uh, Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer, and you'll know what Rick Goldschmidt is talking about. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's breaking it down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Rick Goldschmidt is the historian, uh, the official historian and bi- biographer of Rankin Bass Productions, and again, they they created the Christmas specials that everyone uh, still knows to this day, and and again, the, the biggies, you know, Frosty the Snowman and uh, uh, Rudolph and um, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. Uh, you actually uh, even Pinocchio's Christmas, right? That was that was one of their right, right, and uh, Little Drummer Boy. I remember. I remember watching that as a kid and, and, and being choked up as a little kid, you know, it was a poor boy and, and whatever. And that was, you know, that was a little different. That was, that was a, you know, obviously it, they handled it differently. It was religious in nature, if you think about it, right? It was, right. you know, based around that. And other than that, uh, every everything else stayed away from um uh, religion or the mention of uh, uh, you know of God. I mean, uh, you know, it was it was about Santa Claus. Even Frosty the Snowman. The uh, the the ultimate was, um, or the the ultimate decision maker was uh, Santa Claus. Right? He was the he, he was the, <laughs> the the king of all kings and and that particular uh, one. But uh, all am, am I missing something, or did most of them stay stay away from religion uh, purposely? No. Well, um, in general, yes, but. But Rankin Bass, um, they tackled it more than once. Um, they did the Little Drummer Boy book, too. They also did a special that I owned a couple of the puppets from called The First Christmas. Um, originally, it was called The First White Christmas, and it uses the song White Christmas in the special. And, um, in fact, Arthur Rankin had to talk to Irving Berlin about using that in in the special and he didn't want him to use it but he had already bought purchased the rights he wanted Irving Berlin to write a new song but um that that's uh that special's about a uh, a group of sisters nuns that find a a boy that uh is in a storm and and uh, the lightning makes him go blind so they're dealing with some <laughs> some pretty serious subjects, yeah. but I think they did it in in such a way that it had it was loaded with heart and warmth. Um, the little drummer boy, especially the little drummer boy, uh, should have won an Emmy, uh, certainly a Peabody, and um, you know they gave an Emmy to uh, a Charlie Brown Christmas. And Rankin Bass was only nominated for an Emmy with the Little Drummer Boy book too, but they should have won tons of Emmys, and they <laughs> they should have even been giving a given a Lifetime Achievement Emmy because um, their shows had such quality to them that is missing in you know ninety five percent of entertainment even during that period you know the sixties and seventies. Their stuff sh- really shined above all the the other things that 
we don't even talk about anymore. You know, there were other Christmas specials by Hanna-Barbera and, and some other studios that just didn't last. Um, so they really deserve that recognition because their stuff was far superior. Yeah, and, you know, it's it's interesting. You mentioned in 1962 the Mr. Magoo special, Christmas Carol. I, I, that was the first, I think that was the first time that I heard the t- the dickens tale told and and i'll tell right. you what, it was uh it, it they did it in an excellent way and uh and a really well done a christmas they did uh, as well as you could do that in cartoon form right and, and still keep uh mr magoo fans um uh, you know somewhere in uh in that whole uh uh, you know, story uh, entertained just absolutely. They they deserve a tremendous amount of credit. Whoever you know uh, did that, and uh, I know you said Timex was the uh, was the sponsor, right? And and UPA was the uh, the animation studio, and they were legends. You know, they were very talented people that came from other companies. Uh, a lot of them were from Disney, um, so. That was, yeah, that was another production that that should be on the networks every year, but um, at least you can watch it on Blu-ray now. Yeah. Well, what do you see in recent years that stands up? And, and I'll, I'll take you as the authority on uh, on these specials. Is it, You know, and I mentioned in, uh, you know, when Jess, uh, Grandma got run over by reindeer. And <laughs> I, I, I can't say that I watched it all the way through, but it just it, it just seems horrible from the get-go. Again, uh, Rick Goldschmidt is our very special guest, and he is the official biographer and historian for uh, Rankin, uh, uh, Rankin Bass. And uh, again, he uh, he is uh, keeping alive the memories and clarifying uh, the uh, the biographies of these uh, two amazing men who are brilliant. And I, I don't know anything about them other than what Rick has told us here. But I mean, other than their uh, their uh, their creations, which is uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman, uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, the Little Drummer Boy. Uh, um, the year without a Santa Claus, but all of that uh, created from the minds of uh, of the staff that was put together from a Rankin Bass uh, Productions. Uh, again, Rick Goldschmidt, the historian and official biographer of Rankin Bass. Frank McKay here uh, with Rick. Uh, again, we got a couple minutes left here, but uh, what what stands up uh, to you as you? I mean, what what do you think? is decent that we've heard in a couple of years. Certainly not, um, not, not grandma got run over by a reindeer, <laughs> right? That, that falls short. Well, um, the thing about, uh, Arthur Rankin and Jules Bass, they recognized great talent and hired seasoned veterans, you know, people like they even used Al Hirschfeld for, uh, the daydreamer film that they did in 66. I mean, they hired, great artists, great talent, and things like that. So the closest thing to Rankin-Bass, and and I was friends with the staff of Pixar when they started doing films, and they were on their own. Uh, Disney was only distributing their films up until the movie Up. (laughs) And, And the writing and the talent that was at Pixar was on the same level as Rankin Bass. And even Arthur Rankin uh, noticed it. 
and each movie that they did was better than the last. But when they got to the movie Up and they sold their company to Disney, (laughs) Disney's all about getting rid of the veterans and the quality people and hiring people out of college for $10 an hour. (laughs) Um, So now the movies have gone straight downhill since then. And, And that's the key. You know, you can't hire a bunch of substandard workers and expect the movies to be quality. And Rankin Bass did not do that. They did not hire people for, for pennies. They got the best season quality artists and musicians and actors and all of that, and really put the quality into the shows. And that's, that's what made them last. You know, like I said, the writing had to be, that's the best and then from there you know they they surrounded the writer with great season talent and and you don't see that today it's all about making the money and it's all about the box office not the reviews <laughs> and and the reviews you know they're they're being kind to uh, animated movies of today if they're giving them a good review because and and it's all you know what it's the companies that that put the movies out are the same companies doing the news <laughs> so they the news is constantly talking about the box office you know uh, captain marvel made you know 600 million dollars worldwide or whatever but does that make it a good movie <laughs> so yeah, listen you're right on and and again we're just about out of time rick goldschmidt is uh, again uh, our very special guest and he's an author and a musician and artist a renaissance man actually he's the historian and official <laughs> biographer of rankin bass productions and they've done all these great uh films frank mckay here films i'm calling them films but they uh, they are like little uh, television films uh frosty the snowman sure. and rudolph and and uh you know santa claus is coming to town all of these great uh works of art really um rick uh once again, give us your website, give us your show, social media site, and, and let us know how people can get in touch with you. Sure. That's at miserbros.com. That's M-I-S-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. And I do keep a, a daily blog at enchantedworldofrankinbass.blogspot.com that I put you know all kinds of interesting things in regards to Rankin Bass and pop culture. So uh, it's fun to keep uh, the flame alive, and uh, my newest book is on uh, Frosty the Snowman, which uh, is, ce- again, celebrating 50 years this year, and I worked on a couple special projects uh, regarding Frosty that I can't really talk about right now, but uh, towards the Christmas holidays, you'll you'll see them and see a lot of uh, attention being brought to him. Oh, listen. Great job here. Uh, congratulations on all the success of uh, of your endeavors here. Uh, tremendous. Uh, thank you very much for being here, Rick Goldschmidt. And thanks for having me. And again, the official historian and biographer of Rankin Bass Productions. And again, uh, those are the creators of, uh, of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and Santa Claus is Coming to Town and 
uh, the year without Santa Claus and um, Frosty the Snowman, every little drummer boy, everything you could imagine, uh, and and you know their style. Again, Rick Goldschmidt is uh, an author, a musician, and uh, an artist, and uh, certainly the biographer that uh, that you want to hear about uh, Christmas time. That's what you are. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.